Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. Guys, today you are going to know why I call them episodes because I am beyond excited that I am sitting down for a great conversation with a gentleman who I uh, is someone that I truly, truly admire. Uh, Marcus Rickson is the founder of Rickson Entertainment Group, which is a front runner in today's world of entertainment with roots in artist management, branding, social media, networking, uh, distribution, and digital marketing. They work with uh, the leading singers and entertainers in the, in the business to create a strategic plan for success. He's working with some of the biggest names in Christian music, and I'll let him elaborate on that. But just so you know, uh, his artists have won five Dove Awards this year. Uh, one of them has a number one Christian album today, and, you know, I could go on and on with a long list of accolades, but more than anything, I know him to be a man who is passionate about his family, passionate about his mission, and passionate about his faith, and someone that I just know you're going to love getting to know throughout this episode. So please help me welcome Marcus. Hey, thank you so much for that. Oh, my goodness. You're yes. too kind. And I am so I need. I need- I need you to go on the road with me and you can introduce me every time like that. I'll be like, oh, I'm here. (laughs) No, I am so honored that you're here, Marcus. You have no idea um, how much myself and my family admire you. I know my husband Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to meet you uh, some time ago Mm -hmm. as well. and, And we talk about you more than you know, but how are you? I am doing good. Thank you so much. And thank you for, uh, for bringing me on the podcast and bring me on your show it's such an honor to be able to sit here share my story with you I'm and so i'm i'm doing good <laughs> uh, uh uh i'm in nashville tennessee right now um mm-hmm. I, I call it nash vegas because we're always <laughs> we're always finding ways to keep competing and uh, a lot of people from the west are showing up in nashville so yeah, it's like absolutely. becoming the new new hotspot and uh, uh so so yes thank you so much for down. having me awesome i'm so excited marcus family's good family's doing good uh i i have a wife who's uh who's home uh with my two-year-old nice. uh which is so much fun because it's at a stage where we actually getting to getting to see him uh get ready for the christmas season mm. so he loves the the lights and the colors <laughs> and all the different blow-ups outside Santa and Frosty and the reindeer. So it's fun to just see, you know, like looking through a child's eye yeah. of like the simplest things being so fun. And uh, he's two years old and That's such a it's, it's amazing. So <laughs> the family's doing good. Uh, we're so blessed during the season and mm-hmm. you know it's been hard on most people it's been hard on everybody yeah I know and it's been hard uh, in the music industry that's what I'm a part of as you mentioned mm-hmm. but we're all here okay. and we're still we're going to be stronger we're going to be better and we're going to get through this together as as humanity and as people uh, I've seen a lot of people just come out of the woodworks just to shoulder other people and just be a part of the positivity and just saying Mm -hmm. hey man uh, we're here with you be it family Mm -hmm. churches organizations 
um, yeah, people people have really stepped up in the season. Yeah, I I really and I I appreciate that you mentioned that, Marcus, because I think that's been one of the one of the hidden gems and blessings of of this pandemic that we're we're in right now is is just that people are showing up for others and people are you know the beauty of humanity is is out in full force and effect. And, and while it may have said, you know, I'm, I think you're aware of it. I'm aware of it. I'm, I'm always touting about how much good there is going on out there. And I think what's happened now is that the people that may not have been looking for it as much before, it, it's really blatant now. And I, I just love that, that amidst such a terrible crisis, there can be so much room for love and that capacity for generosity. And so I, I really appreciate you mentioning that because I think that's that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yes. Huge silver lining. So so when I first met Marcus, guys, okay, uh, who are listening, uh, I met him through uh, Mark Plummer and Mitch Hildebrand of One Child at Hills Alive, in South Dakota. This was probably a couple of you know a couple of Hills Alive's ago, a couple of years ago, mm. and I heard you share your story on stage. Okay, your your childhood story. And seriously, there was not a dry eye in that entire audience of tens of thousands of people. So I was wondering, Marcus, if you would be willing to share a little bit about your story and your journey um, with with um, just your story, however you want to Absolutely. share. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, for a lot of you that's listening, uh, I was born and raised in Calcutta, India. Um, I still have family there. Uh, grew up in the beautiful city. We call it the city of joy. It's where mm -hmm. a lot of people recognize the name Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. And I, I was born and raised Caddy Corner to Mother <gasps> Teresa's house. Oh, so uh, I, I, I've had the honor to be in her presence and actually met her when I was a kid. And wow. I, I don't remember it. I was, I was still a child. Mm -hmm. But my uh, parents have had the opportunity to meet her. So that's how I can say Calcutta, Mother Teresa, that's where I was born and raised. Um, I did grow up in a home that was not uh, very affluent. Um, my parents were poor. We were poor. Um, we grew up, I grew up in a home with my mom and dad and my sister. Uh, that was, the house was 12 feet by six feet wide. That's what the entire house, 12 mm. feet by six feet wide. And uh, me and my sister shared a bed all my life when, we, when I stayed in that house. And then my parents slept on the floor. Um, that, was, that was the re reality of life. My parents wanted the best for us, but just didn't have the opportunity to, to get us out of that poverty to help help me that's where as you mentioned about hills alive that's that's where something comes in the organization one child um partnered with my parents when i was three and a half years old <gasps> and said hey uh, we would like for your child to be able to attend the school that we have and we know that you know you don't have the funds or the capability to do that we did find a sponsor that will help your child go to school. So since I was three and a half years old, I attended a school where I was taught, uh, I was taught English mm -hmm. and every other subject. And um, 
I, I, I was given a meal every day. Um, I got to get a good education. I, they put clothes on my back, mm-hmm. shoes on my feet. And they took that burden away from my parents having to provide additionally, not only to just feed me at home, but to be able to go to school. And uh, through the One Child program, I was a sponsor kid uh, where I had a sponsor, uh, Dave and Regina from Memphis, Tennessee, (laughs) that decided to take a step of faith and partner with One Child. And they were my sponsors for 14 years. And they got me all the way from uh, pre-kindergarten to uh, till my till I graduated high school, and it was because of of them and one child and my parents just pouring into me. And uh, I was not the only sponsor sponsored child. My sister was a sponsored oh, child. Yes. My best friend was a sponsored child. The people I I grew up were sponsored children, and and um, and that started my journey of just um wanting wanting to dream and uh i remember in the eighth grade um i always dreamt of being a part of the music industry and um we as i said we were poor and i was come home we didn't have a television at that point in time this was prior to the eighth grade we didn't have a television and all all my parents had in the house was a radio and i would come home every after school every night and mom would turn the radio on while she got dinner ready and we would just listen to music and I love the music I just love the the fact hearing something which just took me in a blessing in a blessing way it just took us out of the reality of what where we were living to just a whole new world and uh, I, I had a passion for music from such a young wow. age. And I remember in the eighth grade, I was like, um, we, when I attended the schools, we had a lot of people from a one child or from other, uh, the Western world, we would call it because mm-hmm. I was born in the East. Right. Attending and kind of showing us, hey, there's a kind of leading worship at us, assemblies in school. And I was like, man, that's kind of cool. And then I'm hearing this music and, I want to be a part of the music industry. And uh, and I, I was able to talk to my teacher at that point in time. He was um, uh, he was the music teacher in school. I was like, uh, how, oh, is there an opportunity where I can get in the music industry? He's like, yeah, there's the technical side, which is becoming a recording engineer, which is basically uh, producing albums or recordings for artists and I was like oh my gosh that sounds so exciting that's what I want to do and so uh from the eighth grade I just had this this passion of wanting to learn music fast forward uh I graduated high school and it's like okay uh one child helped me get through school my parents have poured into me now what (laughs) now what uh calcutta uh, i don't know if a lot of you know it's a big city it's like 16 million people it's like four times the four times the size of kentucky something like that with the with the population Mm -hmm. and uh i was like um there weren't a lot of opportunities for me to pour into music because i'm i'm not an artist i'm not a singer i'm not a Mm -hmm. musician 
I, I can do some of those things, but my passion was like, how do I shape the future of music? And for me, it was like, oh, starting to record or work with artists or other producers and get under the wings. And uh, there was an alumni from the university I went to. I went to a small university in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmore, Kentucky, called Asbury University. And there was an alumni that had had was visiting my city and was volunteering at Mother Teresa's. <gasps> and wow. while he volunteered there, he ran into my parents, my, my mom and dad, and I was just getting out of school and I was, uh, uh, my dad had a little, my dad, my parents have a little, small little orphanage, the older we got, we started taking care of 40 kids around oh. the city and they became, they were like my brothers and sisters and uh, my parents just provided for them and we just did everything together. So this alumni came to work with, uh, with Mother Teresa's charity and during his process of working with them, ran into my parents and my parents work and was like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. And so he decided to, um, to leave his home and house from, uh, I think it's called Bunkerville, Illinois, or, or Bunk, it's, it's somewhere in Illinois. Mm -hmm. And he moved, moved all the way to Calcutta and now has been living in India for the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years, oh I can remember. Goodness. Wow. And he was an Asbury alum. So when I graduated out of high school, he's like, I know exactly what you want to do. And so uh, I looked the school up and uh, I was like, there's no way I can attend this university. It's a private school. And I was mm -hmm. like, I know this is what I want to do. Uh, this was back in the day when the president's email address used to be on the web, the university website. Right. <laughs> my parent, my parents emailed the president so many times to where uh, wow. they're like, all right, who is this kid from Calcutta, <laughs> India, wanting to come into nowhere, Wilmore? And that kid was me. Oh, uh, they had a, they had just broken ground into a new media communications building, which is Basically, they built a brand new recording studio and a TV studio and a radio station. Wow. And I was like <laughs> amazed by all the things that were happening. I was like, there's no way. My parents don't even make, it, it was tens of thousands of dollars right. to attend. Somehow Asbury, and, and I'm going to tell you, if it wasn't for the Asbury president. So a lot of my story, as I keep sharing, you're going to see a lot of people step up or stepped into my life wow. and gave me an opportunity wow. and the asbury president was like we're gonna work to try and figure this out they somehow figured out to give me a great scholarship and then my parents had to come up with with my travel and more money mm -hmm. and then between them my other family members and then working on the college campus uh um, being an assistant carpenter, I, mm -hmm. I stayed on campus throughout my college years and just I worked as as the carpenter uh, and an HVAC guy, and I was the guy that <laughs> was fixing stuff and then going to class the next time. Wow. Uh, I landed up going to Asbury, and then while I was there, um, got more into the music industry. Uh, I had I had some great mentors uh, at Asbury and I went to school for media communications um, which had to do with more of the technical side again of recording sound and things like that 
one of my requirements for my um, for my degree was to get an internship, mm-hmm. and so um, that now. Am I giving you the? Is this good? Do you no, want to keep I love. Are you kidding? This is. I, I'm like sitting at the edge of my seat right now because I knew I knew part of the story, but I didn't know. I didn't know this stuff. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm at As Asbury, and one of my uh, requirements is to get an internship. And I was like, all all my friends and um, students around me did everything they could within Lexington area, and I was like, man. I work so hard. I need to go when it's happening. So I was like, I need to figure a way to get to Nashville. Nashville's about four, four hours from from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So uh, I convinced a couple of my friends. I didn't have a car. I uh, I had a motorcycle at that point in time. Oh my while while I worked in uh, the university, I was able to save six hundred bucks. Mm. And with that, I bought my first first purchase was a 1983 Yamaha 500 cc motorcycle wow. Wow. that I rode in rain sunstorm shine snow oh Kentucky weather <laughs> so I was like there's no way I can make that to Nashville in four hours so I got a couple of my friends and they let me hitchhike with them to Nashville and I came here and um, I met a band called Unspoken which was just starting to work themselves in the music industry. And so I was standing uh, on the sidewalk outside a hotel in Nashville waiting for these for this band that I met online saying, hey, we'll come meet you and then we'll go on the road together. Uh, for some of you that uh, the road life basically is just jumping in the van and just yeah. going to play shows yes. and just doing, doing whatever the band needs you to do. And so mm-hmm. I agreed to do that one summer with them and um i had an amazing time i was out on the road and i was making you know making a couple of hundred bucks and a chicken dinner that's what i say right (laughs) right but you got your internship Uh, i well yes i got my internship there and while i was doing it i i ran into i was like okay i really enjoyed this live aspect but i was like I want to get into the studio. Mm. And so I started knocking a few doors around Nashville and um, started working with Martina McBride. <gasps> and there's a recording studio called Blackbird Recording Studios, the state-of-the-art studio, probably right. one of the be- biggest studios here on the East Coast. Wow. Um, and so I started working with Martina and her and her husband, John McBride, who owned the studio. And uh, I worked there for, uh, for a couple of months. Uh, convinced one of my friends from Asbury to move down to Nashville and we shared a one bedroom <laughs> apartment uh, you know a couple of college guys mm-hmm. and and while I was doing that one of my professors um, works as a uh, uh, works in the HR department for the Olympics <gasps> and was like hey there's a position open in the audio space would you want to apply I was like Sure. <laughs> so uh, if you heard any sound at the Sochi Olympics in 2014 for the Winter Olympics when it came to figure skating or speed skating, I lived in Russia for almost two months and oh I helped run sound for the Olympics. That was me. Wow. You didn't see me, but yes. I helped run sound. So every time you hear a skater go by, I go, shh. 
That wow. was me pushing the knobs. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so uh landed up doing that and all this before I even graduated college. Now I went back to college wow. for my senior year and I finished off my senior year at college. Uh, and when I did that, my, I met my wife at college, uh, Abby. Mm-hmm. She, um, she was going to school for um, uh, education. She, she, uh, she got a degree in, in math education. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we met in college and uh, we graduated college. And then I decided to move to Nashville and get on tour with artists uh, and just help them with anything that they needed. Wow. Mainly, I wanted to start off with the sound aspect, which is basically running sounds for concerts. Mm-hmm. And that's where I stepped in and went from a sound guy to a lighting guy, to a <laughs> tour manager, to a road manager. And then eventually, I had been on the road. When I say road, I would travel almost 200 days a year, <gasps> you know. Um, wow. So, uh, so we, so I'm just, I was always, I was, and this was like my first year from graduating college. So at this point in time, met a lot of people in the industry and met a lot of great artists that have been doing it for a while. And um, I toured with, with a lot of people but especially mm-hmm. there's a christian artist named mark schultz uh, mm-hmm. that i toured with and while i was out with him uh, as you can I, I have a lot of ideas mm-hmm. and most of them land nowhere but <laughs> there's always one idea that right. is like oh my gosh why didn't i think of it the and so changed. i'm that guy oh, I know. Uh, uh, so, so i'm the i'm the idea guy but mo- i'm always like one in ten but while i was with mark he's like man i really love your ideas i think you need to kind of look into managing artists careers not just being on the road and doing the day-to-day which we call the day-to-day show or day-to-day mm-hmm. event but kind of look at the artist's careers helping them get the next recording deal helping them know what the next music is and how to shape the music and it just clicked in my <gasps> mind like wow that's what i gotta do wow. and i didn't know that which is an artist manager was even a thing when i had this dream when i was in the eighth grade but i'm mm-hmm. for sure that's exactly oh. what i wanted so what i'm doing right now goes back to back then by just dreaming and having this this idea of like i want to be in the music industry i want to shape it and now i get to do it with artists um, that have sold millions of records mm-hmm. that have won doves and Grammys. And, uh, I get to be a part of their, their, uh, their careers and their, their music and shaping it and, and, and their social media and their fans and their families mm-hmm. and kind of help them bring longevity to, to their business. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward, uh, Rickson Entertainment was born and uh, uh, all the people that I get to work with and uh, the partnerships that I've been able to build mm-hmm. you know, within the music industry, within the nonprofit space. And yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, and, and what I love, and those of you who will see the video are going to see how his face is just glowing as he's as he's sharing the story. But but I think two things really, really pop out of me. And you mentioned one of them earlier, Marcus, was that 
that you know god's god's ability and and intention behind putting these these angels in your path right and these people that would would help you but it all started with that dream and your hunger for fulfilling that dream because you had probably a, a very real sense of the impact that that was going to mean in the in the long run you know even if we're not thinking yeah. that at you know 12 or 13 mm -hmm. years old but tell me a little bit about and of course it all comes in hindsight right of of how mm -hmm. you see that in art does that make you more aware moving forward on on those people that come into our lives that we know we don't know immediately but but eventually could make a huge impact oh my goodness um yes uh there are so many people that have championed me that i can't even like i can be writing it's just miraculous things mm -hmm. that have taken place you know right. um, from right from being able to even attend a school then to attend a college in the united states to working in the music industry like like every step of the way god just decided to put his finger down and just be like all right here you go here you go um and so i see that um and a lot of it, I will give credit to my parents, mm -hmm. both my mom and dad, right. that instilled that within me and my sis, my family, my sisters, uh, and everybody around us to be like, you know, uh, super grateful. I think it's just like the small, sometimes I have, now I have to remind myself what I come from, mm -hmm. but also is like, uh, I'm grateful for, just this opportunity to sit here and talk to you because like what you know wow. um uh now i live here in nashville and have a home probably mm -hmm. you know that's compared to an indian house that's that's like a building you know right. and uh, i still have family in india mm -hmm. my sisters my mom and dad so my sister who was a sponsor kid it actually work is in india and she's passionate about teaching kids in india and that's what she does Beautiful. and that's been her dream so i see those champions that step forward that now uh, if anybody that knows me i never turn down a meeting i never turn down an opportunity to share with someone younger or to oh. to take a coffee or to be like hey, hear someone's story because you just never know that that's all that person needs all I needed at that point in time was someone to tell me, hey, yeah, man, you're, you're good at that. Try it. Oh, That's all I it. needed. Yes, yes. You, you know, they didn't have to do anything more. They didn't have to lay down this long plan of yours, right. all the things you need to do. Yeah. So uh, now, if any of you are uh, hearing this podcast, you need to go check out uh, onechild.org. That's mm -hmm. the organization that I've been a part of. But uh, at One Child, now i love whenever they take my story and share about it mm -hmm. because for me it's like raising up the next marcuses right. and my sister nikita's for the future so something that i do to help champion my story is i'm in a place of influence within the music industry mm -hmm. so whenever i get an opportunity i share with these artists i share with these people of influence look here's something that someone gave me and gave me the opportunity about is this something that 
you want to be a part of? And 99%, it's a yes. And so uh, it's like just a multiplication of how how this just spreads. And every time I am... Every time I hear somebody like being a champion for somebody or pouring into the future of a child, mm-hmm. I tell them that's the biggest blessing mm-hmm. you can leave on this earth. That's it. All your, everything that you've got and all your assets, it's going to, you know, it's going to fade away. Mm-hmm. But for me, right now, I have a son who's two years old. Yes. That little boy <laughs> has his own room. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've never had a room in my life. Yeah, as in I shared a room with I shared a right. bed with my sister. My parents slept up full. That little boy has a room. He's yeah. so blessed. Yes, he he doesn't know what it. He wouldn't know what it is to grow up in the situation that I was. He's gonna have his own, um, you know, own trials and own mm-hmm. you know way of growth. But he's never gonna know that extreme poverty, right. and all because someone decided to take a step of faith and be a champion for me that my little boy and every generation that comes from him, it's just, and so it's a blessing that lives, lives on for the longest time. And and I know you're, I know you're probably thinking like, Oh my gosh, that little boy is so blessed. And I'm going to remind him every single day. I was like, (laughs) Hey buddy, you got a room. Yeah. (laughs) Go find it. Yeah. And it's part of, I think it's uh, part of our uh, job as, as parents to, to, to instill that, that sense of gratitude, because it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get transferred over in the DNA, right? It's something that we have to, and, and when you talk about your parents, I get all goosebumpy because I feel that they were constantly breathing life into your dreams. Like, like, you know, maybe in, maybe other parents seeing an, an eighth grader in that situation might've said, listen, you know, buddy, I hate to break it to you, but just the odds don't look good. You're lucky. But, but instead they were constantly not only breathing life, but then, you know, spreading that life into every, and, and always, you know, aware of, of an opportunity that God will send the opportunity. Sometimes we're just oblivious and we're not paying attention and we're not maybe living in gratitude, Mm -hmm. but I know Marcus that, and I saw the video of when you met your your sponsors for the first time and they didn't know that you didn't know that they were there. And that, that's just like, I, I just think about that and I get, and I have, a, you know, my, I always say a, a fridge full, but these are, you know, kids from everywhere in the world that I'm blessed to, to sponsor. And, and I will never be able to, to give to them what they give to me. You know, my granddaughter, will stand in front, you know, if somebody new comes to the house, she'll stand in front of the fridge and she'll say, these are all my cousins. And she knows them by name. And they're in Kenya and in Cambodia and in India and in, you know, Haiti and in Ethiopia, and they're all over the world. And for her, it's very normal. Like you're saying, she'll never know that, you know, she might know it because she'll hear it. But I, I grew up without a dad and we were poor. And then, you know, my kids had it better because, we want to make sure that our kids and she has it way better. And, and, and for these children that, that people don't realize what a small for us, it's, you know, three lattes, like I say, you know, it's $39 a Mm -hmm. month, but generationally you're resetting that cycle of poverty forever because you don't know what those kids are going to do. But, but the fact that you're investing in their dreams and giving them 
an opportunity to dream is what I always say. And in my letters, I always tell them, you know, dream big and, and that, that encouragement just to dream because then it becomes very possible. So, so as you, as you share your story, Marcus, what do you think has been, um, and I love that you are, you are, you are in a position where not only are you paying it forward, but you're really being a blessing to people by, by sharing, just sharing your story. Like I said, even my husband is, you know, this mm -hmm. Cuban macho man, and he's like all in tears when he heard your story. <laughs> but, um, but, um, but, um, I'm curious because, especially because you're working with a lot of, of Christian artists as well. It's, it's mm -hmm. the impact that they have on people. So the impact that you're having as a, as a businessman, when you connect it to your faith and to that multiplication, as you said, tell me, tell me a little bit about what's, what do you find most joy in doing that? Oh my gosh. So um, one of the coolest things, I, I think it's cool. Um, when I started in the industry, working hitchhiking and just volunteering my time and just be like, hey, I, I'm the guy that pushed the merch cases. I'm the guy that drove the bus. Yeah. I'm the guy who will bring your coffee. And I, I've done it all to where I know a lot of people in the industry. But while I did all of that, nobody knew I was a sponsor kid. So I've been able to build relationships with everybody. They just know me as Marcus. Right. But now when I go and say, and hey, thank you for giving me this opportunity to bring you your cup of coffee. And by the way, this is my story. As you said, they're just like, <laughs> you know, oh, they, uh, and they're like, man, why didn't you share that? I was like, because that is a part of my story. And mm -hmm. I don't want that part to be like that's why I'm doing what I'm doing it's I'm doing it because I'm just a, I want to this I'm excited about working yeah. in the space yes and now uh they want to be a champion and be like how can how can I do this with you that's so uh, you know a quick a quick example of this is for example I, I manage a band named Sela. Mm -hmm. Sela has sold over five million records and they've won over 10 dove awards and they knew me before for about three or four years before they ever knew where I came from. Wow. And uh, one day I sat with uh, Todd Smith. He's, he's uh, one of the singers and Todd and Alan. I was like, hey guys, uh, I, you know, I, I would love for you to watch the same video <laughs> that, you, that you guys saw. Wow. I, and I usually, uh, if you ever look up this video, you can go look it up. It's on onechild.org slash Marcus. Uh, I said, disclaimer, I said, I'm sorry, you're gonna cry. <laughs> I was like, that, that's that's the best way to to explain that because you know it is emotional. There's, I had no idea what was happening. You can see my wife in the background, yeah. uh, and then we start talking about my little boy that's two weeks away from being born. And, right, right. Uh, so it, it, it's a different angle on things. Um, I, I shared that with Sela, and they're like, oh, how do we become a part of this? <gasps> wow. Once they jumped on to be a part of this, in one month, they had 300 Marcuses sponsored, 300 Nikita sponsored. And that is, you, that is just, you know. Oh my goodness. 
That is amazing. That's that is... power of of dreaming. Yeah. And and God stepping in. Um. Wow. And that's just and now multiply with the all the other artists that I've worked with and <gasps> the other kids. Oh my uh, It's the best thing I've ever done. And I see why God has used me. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I try to be really, be humble because I know when I say I know what these kids are going through, I know. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. I, I lived it. Yeah. I can talk about it. Uh, but also I'm excited for them because I know if, and one more that's all every time i tell about it just one more help one more person yeah. and uh so the impact right there is just so overwhelming that all the accolades and everything that i will ever do or accomplish wow. means nothing but that one one kid that one one person's dream i the the if I was able to put a dream into one person's life, that's, it that's a win worth, for me. Yeah, yeah. It will have been and worth. so, uh, so that's a that's an example of what you know, like the impact that the store, my story, and in all of this, uh, you know, my business, I do run one of the one of the top management companies here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with the biggest A list of artists. And all of this, you know, as you know, as a businesswoman, it's not handed to you. Right. I, we've all put in time. There is no formula to it. We put in time. I put in the hard work. I've helped build a team around me that envisions the same way and breathes and lives the same way and have the same uh, work ethic and integrity. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say my number one business model is I want to treat someone the same way I would treat myself. Wow. And everything else just comes from it. That's beautiful, Marcus. That's beautiful. And and the truth is that that really is the bottom line. And because nothing was handed to you, not not as a child, and 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 not as a as a as what led to your your entrepreneurship and your and your road to create this 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 huge uh, entertainment company was because you were willing to get the copies and do the road trips and carry the, you know, do the instruments and set things up and, and you're willing to do it. So, you know, every sector of that, of that business and that industry. And, and it makes you, I would imagine, uh, as you described, it makes you not only more, more humble, but it also makes you more compassionate because we all, and, and, and you're able to recognize that, that glimmer in the eye of, that young kid who's, you know, on the road and just doing everything that it takes because he loves it, feels it, breathes it, you know, wants to be in the industry. And then you're able to breathe life into what's possible just by, just by, and I know you take it a whole, to a whole other level with wanting to, to embrace and empower them, but, but just by your mere, uh, success that you've been able to achieve because of your hard work you're showing them that it's possible. So I just, I just love that. I love that Marcus. And I appreciate you, you mentioning that because I think it's something that we tend to forget. 
uh, that 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 the the difference between success and failure really is just work. We can't we can't bypass it. It, it is, and it, and and it's excellent work. Is doing it with the ex it's we are called to to live with excellence and do things with ex excellence and mm -hmm. um, like till today I I'm friends with most of the bus drivers because I used to you know do it when I did right and so whenever I have an artist go out on a show and if there's a bus driver I was like I need the driver to have rest and need them to be able to yeah. go and get their meals and the things that a normal per like a normal business person who's never done those things don't understand because I'm like that guy while 15 other people are sleeping he's the one getting them from one place to another right. and right. and all their families are depending on that guy to bring safety right. and so to me <gasps> wow treating him the most important everybody else yeah if I got him taken care of everybody else is taken care of that's beautiful so uh then the same way in the business, like uh, I've been blessed to do everything in the office and take all the meetings, but I know someone working right below me. If I know how, I know what they're doing and pour into them is just an, it's, it, it's, it works upwards as well. It's a whole different, yeah. So, yeah. And, and when they feel appreciated, um, it's, it's just a whole other, a whole other industry. So Marcus, what would you tell, because I'm curious, what would you tell a a a young musician a group who's trying to get sort of their foot in the door as as you if you will um into mm -hmm. into the music industry let's let's talk about in in christian in christian music mm -hmm. um what would you say if they've knocked on a few doors get a little discouraged because you know not a lot of people have a lot of patience yeah. but what what would you say is is one or two things that they that they need to do in order to? Yes. Um, well, with the pandemic, mm -hmm. we've had complete game changer, right? right? In the music industry, everything just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> slam shut, stopped, halt. Uh, and we've had to pivot a lot and kind of think of ways how to keep artists afloat. Most of the artists live off revenues that come from a live event Right. versus uh, selling CDs or, or right. because for them to make a song that big, it's almost like lightning striking mm -hmm. on their careers every time. And the, the percentage of that is very small. So them going out and being active is where they see the daily income. So a lot of that stopped. So we had to rethink how to help them figure out merchandising or, or, or uh, virtual events mm -hmm. or other ways of sponsorship uh, and partnerships to kind of build their careers back up. So that that is an ever-changing market. And, you know, if someone figured it out, give me a call. I'd love to hear <laughs> what's your next plan. Uh, but but uh, for a young artist, I say, you know, there are no shortcuts. There's, you have to, first of all, you have to be talented, yes, and not only be a good singer, but you have to have the X factor. And the X factor cannot be taught. It's, uh, it, it's something that's within a person that helps them pursue what they want to do mm -hmm. and then be able to sell something that people want to buy. You mm -hmm. know, 
and that's that's the x factor of our artists so talent but then building a a good foundation or i call it a tribe of people around you that help push you to excellence um and what that means is uh you you know not only mom and dad telling you oh my gosh you're a good singer you need to be going to places that you don't know anybody and putting in time and see those people if you can win them over as fans because then you actually know um you know this is made for you because i live in a town you know every second person that i walk out is either a musician or singer or work in the music industry I want to be a part of it mm-hmm. so the the level of talent is like right. right here right but a lot of it is also uh you know are you willing to learn are you willing to do the things that other people are not willing to do like be the coffee guy or you know just be willing to to put your hands to the dirt dirt mm-hmm. and take out the trash and uh, because when you do that you start lining up in places that people notice you and they're like oh that's kind of cool i'm willing to invest into this person i'm willing to to pour in some of my ideas or i'm willing to pull a string full, few strings for this person and so uh, my biggest advice to most kids that are walking into the industry is like don't walk into a room with the idea of what can i take out of this meeting but instead what can i give Wow. can i give my talent can i give my time can i and once you do that someone like me or other people notice that and they're like oh yeah it was so much fun to have that person around you and we have this we have this term in the industry and it might sound silly to most people but we call it how's the hang h a n g how's the hang basically because you when you tour or when you travel you land up spending a lot of time with somebody mm-hmm. and so so you want to enjoy that time with them <laughs> and so you know being able to have a conversation or share your heart share your faith share your talents but we call it the hang yeah so uh <laughs> a lot of people even before i'd be like oh yeah i got someone that can do this for you they'd be like oh how's the hang and i'm like well actually <laughs> it's it's a term it's a, actually yeah. it's great as like a really fun guy fun fun lady that you know she's really talented at this 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 so uh so so talent um uh, putting yourself out there um and then if you ever make it to an industry like in Nashville you got to push on for at least a year and a half two years yeah at the year it's like the breaking point mm-hmm. and this is like some formula i'm telling you but i i see it every year I, I, at at the one year mark when someone comes tries to figure it out they break because they're like oh why i have not been successful oh, why is wow. this not working for me well it's taking you your time to get your foot into a few doors and now you're building a trust relationship and then only you're going to get opportunities mm. but people want to compete and look at other people's social media and social lifestyle and you cannot do that they work really hard to get there you don't know the story behind these people right. they spent right. 10 years mm-hmm. and you just found their name out they've been doing it for 10 years yeah that's, that's, so it's that's the, 10 between year the overnight sensation <laughs> yeah 
So it's, it's, I've seen it over and over again, between the a year and a half and the two year mark and in that, that thing breaks and then there's a fresh batch of people that come in and it's just wow. like, but uh, sadly, this industry is a bubble and we all know everybody yeah. when I talk about industry, the music industry, we right. all, it doesn't matter what genre we're in. We're mm. all working with the same, you know, with Spotify and Apple mm. and uh, Amazon. We're all working with the same. And so it doesn't matter what genre, it's a bubble. We all know each other. Uh, we've done stuff for each other. Everybody's hustle, hustle, hustle. Right. And so, uh, so you need to be some kind of a hustler in a way of hustle to work. Mm -hmm. you know hustle to put the time in talent and then just your willingness to learn if you're willing to learn and you put your ear to the ground people will pour into you in this industry that's beautiful i love that i love that marcus thank you so much marcus what's in store for for marcus and abby and and uh family and 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 (laughs) entertainment well yeah yeah We've had a, you know, during the pandemic, it's been hard, um, you know, but we're standing here and we love what we do. Uh, as a family, Abby and I, um, like a quick story, you know, during this pandemic, I was like, there are people all, all over the world hurting. How is there anything that she and I could do? And we started a fundraiser and then we landed up raising, you know, $25,000. Wow. We, st- we started with a goal of $1,400. And then next thing you know, and then I had to launch a full-on campaign of, of people on the ground boots. And we fed over 10,000 meals in, in 60 days. Wow. Uh, and when I say we, as in like, it was between me, family, and friends. And mm-hmm. people were just helping people during this, this thing. And so... Uh, we have we breathed a new life into us and we were grateful for what we have and for the house and just being able to you know enjoy time with the little kid and mm-hmm. for Rickson, we're uh we're full steam ahead I, you know <laughs> I, I uh i'm very um i'm a person of my biggest competition sometimes is me mm-hmm. i'm sure you know yeah. and so uh it's not about you know, success, it's more about, is there something else I can learn? Is there something else that keeps me going? And I find joy. I don't find what I do is work anymore. Mm-hmm. I find what I do is what I love waking up to. Yeah. Um, but also I love being with my family. So I have to find, I, I, I'm able to separate that. But for Rickson, um, we're looking into not only managing Christian artists, we have country, we have pop. Uh, nice. uh, all I'm saying, we're gonna be here, yeah. and in a couple of years, uh, in a couple of years, I'm hoping to to not just impact the people around me, but impact the world. And I've had the honor and the blessing to take take business back all the way to Calcutta, and to help the people in Calcutta and get get friends and other people to work on music with me. That. That's amazing. I never thought I'd be able to do. Wow. You know, that's and beautiful. so, so for me, you know, it's just as long as I'm able to give back, I'm going to keep doing it. That's what beautiful. I'm, what I'm excited for. And I, and I know that, I know that for you, I know that you feel it. I know that uh, Elliot is being raised that way. He's going to see that that's normal. He's going to see that this mm-hmm. is just the, the mission of our life because we can't take anything with us. And it's, and it's, and it's what we leave 
really that that matters and can make the greatest impact. You are such a tremendous blessing, Marcus. I am beyond grateful that you have made the time. I am honored to know Thank you. Thank you so much. Honored uh, that you that you you know came and shared this time with me. And, um, and I know what a blessing you're going to be to our audience. So how can our audience find you? Uh, you can, you can find me on Instagram is just Marcus Rickson, or you can look up Rickson entertainment group. You just Google that. We should pop up on Facebook and Instagram and our website. I'd love for you to connect with me, find my information, uh, shoot me a message. Um, and I'll get back to you. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, just find me on socials. Uh, you'll, you'll find, uh, this Indian kid working in Tennessee. That'll be me. <laughs> uh, my wife, my wife said, stop calling yourself a kid. You're a 30 year old man. But I was like, that's what I, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, uh, listen, that's, that's a, a lot of accomplishment, um, for a 30 year old yeah. man. And I know you've got a lot, a lot more to do. So Again, Marcus, I, I look forward to, you know, watching from the Thank front row so seat. Much, that journey is, has been, a, um, especially from the child sponsorship and from the child champion point of view, has been a total inspiration. I'm sure your ears are ringing all the time because people talk about you more than you know Aww. in a good way. But, um, but again, Marcus, thank you again. Say hi to Abby. Give a hug to Elliot. And uh, hopefully I'll see you in Pigeon Porch few months thank you <laughs> yes yeah right yes. get, get out it. in the smoky mountains well thank it. you everybody have a great great rest of the time but yeah thank awesome. you Bert. thank you guys so go out there and do good and be great and go play outside have fun